Welcome to the Voted Least Likely podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur after spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself. I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely Podcast. You hear a lot in business about finding your why, the thing that really drives you in your business, why you are doing what you're doing, who you're doing it for. And I recently had an aha moment about what my why is for this show. And the purpose, the main purpose of this show is to really just let you know that you're not alone. Because when I was little, I wish I knew that. And this is something that I would tell my five-year-old self, you are not alone. Because no matter how old we get, we just want to know that we belong. I had a very strange upbringing living in extremely isolated environments. My parents were lighthouse keepers for a portion of my childhood, so we actually lived on an island in the middle of nowhere. I mean, real isolation. Food, supplies, mail, that all arrived once a month by helicopter. <laughs> In fact, this is really silly, but even now when I hear a helicopter, I get excited because it sounds like we're either getting a shipment or a visitor or mail is coming. Um, so it's just something that when I hear that, I, I get like a little flutter of excitement. So I was five at this time when we lived on a lighthouse island. And so my perception of the world started out different at a very young age. I had a few pen pals from kindergarten, and that was my contact to the outside world. I remember one of them sending me Spice Girl stickers and telling me all about this group and how cool they were, and it was so incredibly confusing to me because I thought she was talking about like a cooking show or something, and I remember looking at the stickers and thinking, those outfits are not suitable to wear in the kitchen, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. So it was, it was just a very different perspective on the world. Um, we were homeschooled, obviously, me and my two older brothers, and I did girl guides by correspondence, which meant my mom and I would do tasks like learn how to make a fire on the beach together. And then I would send in the little questionnaire about how it went and what I learned, and then get sent back a badge. And this is all by helicopter, so it obviously took a while to fill my sash up. So there were some bizarre things that at that time I didn't know were bizarre. This was just my normal. I am the youngest of three. I'm the only girl. So I spent a, my entire childhood kind of feeling out of place and really alone. And the reason I share all of this now 
is because since these were my initial beliefs for the majority of my life, I thought there was something seriously wrong with me because I was so different from the people around me. I felt really broken and I was always trying to fit in with this group and I always felt very uncomfortable. But the catch here is that my family wanted to live off the grid, which meant the exposure I had to different people and different ideas was extremely limited. So I really was different from everyone else in my world, but I didn't know that my world was just small. So I'm going to go more into this later about um, that lifestyle. But for now, I, I really just want to drive that concept home because it was a realization that came very late for me. And I wasted a lot of my life not being curious just because I didn't believe there was more out there. But no matter how alone you feel, you are part of something bigger. There are other people like you. You just have to find the right environment to thrive. And this idea applies to everything in your life. The people we surround ourselves with, what books we read, what shows we watch, this all creates our environment. And it can be an isolating one if we want it to be, but it can also be an inviting and open one too. We have the choice. And though I didn't know that when I was five and I couldn't really control my environment, I know that now and I live that way pretty passionately. I'm very careful with who I surround myself with, what media I pay attention to, what shows I watch, books I read, everything that has influence in my life is very carefully curated. So having choice brings me to my next thing that I would really like to tell my five-year-old self which is you can change at any time. And it's pretty incredible what you can change. You can change your beliefs, your habits, your goals, reactions, your expectations at any time you want. And I really, really want you to hear this. You don't owe anyone a specific version of yourself. And this is hard to unlearn because we tend to snap back into other people's expectations really quickly. You know, when you're around family or maybe it's childhood friends for you and you feel yourself revert back to the version you were when those relationships were formed or more prevalent in your life. This is so crazy to me it, that it just kind of happens automatically sometimes. And it's something that I find really frustrating because it feels uncontrollable, but unconsciously we start to behave based on the cues in our surroundings. So for as an example, there are people in my past who I used to be really sarcastic with, really judgmental with, and when I have contact with them now, I can feel that side of me come up and it feels uncomfortable to behave like that because it doesn't feel aligned with who I really am anymore. But this is kind of the crazy part it almost feels more uncomfortable not to act that way with those people. I mean, we are social creatures, right? And we adapt to fit in. It's natural to bend yourself depending on the situation. And little edits like how you behave around your employer versus how you behave around your spouse are obviously normal and necessary. So I think the trick here is finding the balance. You don't want to lose yourself. 
you can change and you can adapt and you have the power to choose what changes stick. The biggest thing is to find people who make you feel most like yourself. They should make you feel at home with yourself. We all have people in our lives who bring out the best in us, our most congruent being of who we are. They challenge us to grow and be better and they celebrate us when we follow through. It's the people who, they wanna see you progress. They want to see you win. I have a few friends who when I'm with them and I hear myself speak, it's a better version of me. They make me better. It's still me, but it's not who I am all the time. So I try to make sure I'm around those people or people like them more often because it's kind of like training to be better. So something else to note here because this is really important. I didn't have these types of people in my life for the majority of it. Remember, I lived on a freaking rock in the middle of nowhere. I don't have childhood friends and we moved around a lot growing up. So I didn't make a lot of connections until much later in my life. And I'm very lucky to have found incredible friends that I have now, but this really wasn't always the case. And so if you're listening to this and you think, well, I don't have anyone who is rooting for me or anyone who I feel safe with, just remember you have access to millions of people who can guide you. I started reading in my 30s and I started reading personal development books by thought leaders that were aligned with my beliefs. This has been a huge way for me to find guidance and support. There are influences out there you can follow. You don't have to have a physical support network. Honestly, I owe a lot of my life changes to people who I've never met and who will never know I exist. So the final thing I wish I could tell my five-year-old self is this. Everyone is doing their best. When I am in a conflict with someone or I feel frustrated with a situation, I repeat this in my head because as hard as it is to accept sometimes, it is 100% true every time. Every single person is doing their best. It doesn't mean everyone's doing great. And it doesn't mean that when you see someone do something shitty that they can't do better. It just means that they're doing their best at that time with what they know, how much sleep they got the night before, how much stress they're under, whether their socks are bunched in their shoes or whatever else is going on for them. We all make judgments. This is how we survive. We have to quickly look at other people and judge a level of risk. This is natural. But we have evolved enough that we can then reassess those judgments. And going back to choice, we can choose how to react. So here's an example of what it means to do your best. I cringe when I think about this story, but I'm going to share it anyways. So I booked a sales meeting for my jewelry brand that was honestly about three years in the making. This was a, a couple years ago. It was with a buyer for a dream store. The day of the meeting, our brand website went down and with that, so did all of our emails. I had been corresponding with the buyer through email, didn't have their phone number. So the morning of this big meeting, which was out of town by the way, <laughs> I had no contact. My brand is an online jewelry brand, so its entire existence at that time was that website. And obviously anyone who runs a business knows how important email is. So I was in a panic 
my incredibly patient partner was working, trying to fix it, talking to tech support, and no one was able to help. It was one of those, you know these, those mystery tech things that it just has no resolution and no one can explain it. And it's just one of those little magic frustrations. So we are now a few hours away from this big meeting and I'm a mess. I'm so angry. I'm frustrated. I'm doing the whole, why does everything happen to me at the worst time kind of thing, just in complete victim mode. And when I'm angry and frustrated, I cry. That's just how I physically process my frustration. It just comes out my eyeballs. So I tried everything. I did a quick workout. I tried breathing exercises. I tried journaling, anything to just gain perspective on what was going on. But I just couldn't shake that shitty feeling. And the mix of this frustration and stress, it just got to me. I was so disappointed with myself and the situation. It had been so hard to get this opportunity. And here I was fucking it up. So I redid my makeup. I made it to the office, introduced myself, and I did my best. And my best that day, it wasn't great. I fumbled with the catalog. I felt completely rattled. I felt like a fraud. And all I could think was, Leah, get your shit together. <laughs> because a better version of you worked so hard to get you this meeting. Don't blow it. And I blew it. This show is sponsored by our very own company, Leah Yard Designs. Leah Yard Designs is a jewelry brand in Vancouver, Canada that specializes in unique, semi-precious pieces. The designs are meant to be mixed and matched to celebrate the wearer. We love fashion juxtapositions, which is why you will usually find me in ripped jeans and a ton of gold jewelry. Our goal is to add glamour to every day. Our most popular design is our Zodiac necklace, which was created to celebrate what makes you uniquely you. 5% of all profits in the jewelry collection are donated to the DEWC, a local charity that helps vulnerable women in Vancouver's downtown east side. You can learn more and shop the full collection at www.leayarddesigns.com. And even now, when I look back at that time, I think, oh my God, I could have done better. I should have done better. But I know, as frustrating as it is in that moment, I 100% did my best. It wasn't good. It wasn't even good enough. But it was my best. I hate this story. <laughs> but remembering it and the feeling I still get in my stomach when I think about it, it makes me more empathetic when I see other people in the world acting poorly or missing the mark. It doesn't mean we don't have to take responsibility when we make mistakes. It just means we all have something going on. If someone gets awful news, they might still have to go out into the world that day and they will be doing their best with what's going on in their life. So to you, and to your five-year-old self, I want to say this. You are not alone. You can change at any time. And I know without a doubt 
you are doing your best. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can. Judge less, less often, and never, ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.